Hey guys, welcome back to the Wildcard Rewind. We are back as a trio. We are going to break down weekend 18. So let's get into it. I just want to rewind to when we were young Back to all those good times. Take me back to the start. Yes! Yes! Oh, it just gets me so pumped and ready to go. I love it. I love it. Right, guys, we are back as a trio. Mags, welcome back. How are you, Thank my you. friend? Oh, incredibly ill, to be to be completely <laughs> honest with you. Um, quite quite under the weather, but, you know, nothing's going to raise my spirits. Like, you know, being back on the wild card, not, not stuck on a flight like I was last week. So it's great to be back. On the wild card rewind, and I'm with you guys. So yeah, glad to be back, Paul. Thank you for asking. Yeah, it's nice to have you joining the best too. But yes. but yeah. So how are you, mate? Are you are you all good? Yeah, I'm doing all right, thanks. Um, I actually, well, I think we all kind of felt like the beginning of the week was a little bit of a tough one, really. You know, for us in the UK, waking up on Tuesday morning, hearing about the tragic events of Damar Hamlin at, on Monday night football. Um, I know I personally kind of just felt a bit hollow for a few days. And I think, you know, as an NFL fan, it really made me realise or reminded me how much these players actually do put their lives on the line to play this game for our entertainment. So, you know, when it was touch and go, I did kind of feel a, a bit hollow and it particularly kind of touched, not touched a nerve, but kind of resonated me because obviously it was against my team, the Cincinnati Bengals. So it was something that kind of felt really tough, but obviously we've had some great news over the last few days and breaking news literally just before we came on air saying that Damar Hamlin's now being discharged from hospital. So feeling much better towards the end of the week. Obviously had some great week 18 football deciding the playoffs. So feeling good now and much better ready and raring for the playoffs. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a tough one, isn't it? Because actually, you, I've watched what's gone on this week with the, the fantasy community, the Twitter community, and the NFL community as a whole. And actually, it just shows how awesome it is as a community and everything and what, what's what been happening. Like, um, his charity has raised over $5 million and stuff like that, you know, and it's, and it's, and it's just things like that. People, people want to do something. They want to do something to help this guy. I know a lot of people were praying and stuff like that, but people just wanted to do something, and they were just they were just donating money to his charity just to be like, oh, you know, our thoughts are with you and stuff. And then, and then, um, what was it? I'm not sure if it was every game, but I've seen the Broncos versus the Chargers game where they got uh, both number three. So it was Russell yeah. Wilson. And I can't remember the Chargers player. They came out into the Durham, middle of the pitch. They they took a they took a knee together and stuff like this and it was just you know you were just you were just looking at that going all of a sudden the the shirt that you wear means nothing it just it's like a brotherhood isn't it and everyone was just out for each other and stuff and you know it was it was just it, it just opened my eyes to what a community the NFL fan base is, is as such you know it's it's just it's just an awesome community but Max anything you want to say on the situation before we move on. Yeah, I think you two have really like you know covered covered the most. But I think one thing that resonated with me more than anything else was you kind of realize that these guys 
like even though they appear to be like these superheroes these like superhuman people they are you know just you know people I mean maybe not quite like like you and me but you know not only people but I mean I don't know what age Jamar Hamlin is but I, I, he's not old right he's certainly younger than all of us he's maybe young enough that some people would say he's still a kid right and you know these people like they got to remember how young they are and how you know he's 24 24 right still like yeah on that cusp of like still like a young adult right so this is a guy going out there and putting his body on the line and i think it made me realize a little bit more how much these players do actually do that i know it's a, a free as you say all the time it's like oh they put their body on the line but they really do like it can get serious out there really really quickly so i'm glad that he was okay and sort of a bit more respect for those big hits and those big players and those amazing things that those players do out there because there's always that risk of, of danger on top of it as well. So yeah, respect to Jamar Hamlin and, and to all of the, you know, all of the athletic trainers on the pitch as well, who got to him so quickly. That was really great to see, especially, you know, considering how bad it could have been. So, yeah. Yeah. And there was me thinking Cliff Kingsbury getting sacked was going to be the best thing I was, best news I was going to see. Today. <laughs> Jamar Hamlin being discharged from hospital, uh, slightly top that to be honest but 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 yeah so right like right guys let's get let's get straight into it let's let's uh get into our predictions we were rewind 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 uh hannah we'll start with you this week and your first game was i believe a game that you've got next week as well um bengals versus the raid uh the ravens you said the bengals would win that was correct they beat the ravens 27 16 and you also said uh, J.K. Dobbins would have under 55.5 yards, which is correct because he didn't play. I know. So, I, I kind of got that by default, didn't I? But I'm taking it. Yeah, well, Mags had one a couple of weeks ago, so we're not going to take that point away from you. Absolutely. You? Yeah, crack on. Yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> what do you make of this one then, Hannah? Yeah, I mean, look, it was an all right game. I wouldn't say it kind of was a blockbuster or anything but the Bengals took care of business and that's all I wanted and needed them to do obviously you know they were not the Bills players so they did not know Damar Hamlin but they were there on the field when it happened so it must have had some impact on them um, you know psychologically so you know I think for them to then come out and and do what they needed to do um, I think kudos to them really and obviously T Higgins who actually kind of made that play um i'm sure was kind of feeling the effects of of that and struggling a bit over the week so you know the fact that they all got out there they played you know their hearts out i I was just really impressed to be honest it wasn't their finest performance you know we've i've definitely seen them play better but they got it done and that's all that mattered um i really would have been worried if they couldn't have been able to beat the ravens third string quarterback which is an undrafted player i don't even know his name to be honest that's awful isn't it um but uh i'd be i'd be upset if they couldn't beat him and they did they actually scored 21 points off turnovers in this game so the majority of their points came out you know after the turnovers of his interceptions or that amazing i don't know if you saw the game but that amazing fumble recovery in the end zone loved it um so that was a nice easy seven points Guess how many receptions the Ravens wide receivers had in the whole of the first half? What do you reckon? Uh, I have no idea. I, I got a, oh, I was going to go with five. A big fat zero. None. 
I think they had nine targets, not a single reception. Wow. Um, so this offense, especially without Lamar, is just not a thing, is it? It's just really struggling. They don't really have anyone. So the Ravens really do need Lamar back for the playoffs. You know, I think if they're going to get anywhere because he's basically the whole offense. Um, so obviously, like you say, we've got a rematch of this uh, next week and we've got our predictions later on in the show. So I won't talk about it too much. But I've just got a fun fact with you to finish for, for this game that I um, found out today. And it's, of course, about my Bengals. So this season, when the Bengals have scored 20 or more points on offence, they've actually only lost one single game. And that was their week one game against the Steelers, who won with that, was it overtime? Um, uh-huh. uh, Three-pointer. So and any game where they've scored 20 points or more, they have won. So that's telling me that the, the defence is playing pretty well at the moment. So I'm hoping that will continue. And all we need is 20 or more points down the road and that'll get us a victory <laughs> and get us to the Super Bowl. But we'll see. I'm, I am feeling a bit nervous for next week, but we'll go into that later. Mag, should we have a look at your first game this week? Yes. So that was Giants versus the Eagles. So you predicted an Eagles win, which of course was correct. They won 22-16. And you also said that the Eagles would score the first uh, in any way. And they did. Boston's, Boston Scott scored a touchdown. So uh, two, two ones for you this week. Yeah. Um, this is kind of a weird game. Can the Eagles be disappointed to win 22-16 to against the Giants' second string? I know a win's a win, but I mean, this wasn't, this was the Giants' reserves, and this is the Eagles. The Eagles needed to win, and they did win. So, I mean, yes, I suppose you can't really talk too much. I mean, there's not too much I want to say about the game, other than there's still that sprinkle of the fool's gold we talked about with the Eagles. It's definitely still there. Uh, but, I mean, AJ Brown breaking the Eagles' single season receiving yards record. Wow. In your first year. At the Eagles, you're breaking that record. That is amazing. Devonta Smith as well is second all time for receptions, not receiving yards, but receptions in Eagles history this year. 95 receptions this year for Devonta Smith. That's unbelievable. Devonta Adams got 100, I think, just to show you the kind of level that he's in. That's top 10 in the NFL for wide receivers for receptions, Devonta Smith. So those two are a frighteningly good duo. And yeah, Fools who doubted Jalen Hurts' throwing ability at the start of the year. <laughs> That's you know, well and truly being being put to bed now because yeah, Jalen Hurts throwing Eagles franchise record receivers, you know, that is yeah, hands hands up, gotta say. Doubted Jalen Hurts at the start of the year, but you can't anymore. Um yeah, Eagles got the job done. But again, I'd be a bit wary about them. The one thing I did want to talk about, hey, Kenny Galladay. Back from the Bahamas in week 18. That's quite nice, right? Scoring a touchdown. Um, so yeah, it was it was I would have I was gonna say it was nice to see Kenny Golday scoring a touchdown. Not really. I, mean, I don't want to have too much love for Kenny Golday, but you know, he got the job done. Um so yeah, the Eagles go to the playoffs. The Giants are already in the playoffs. The Eagles are gonna be hard pushed to lose, but I don't know. Once they play the Cowboys or once they play playoff Brady. That's going to be their first big test of the season, I think. So I can't wait to see how they do. Um, because, yeah, this is definitely a really, really strong football team. So 
yeah, it'd be good to see how they do. I think Giants will probably just crash out in the first round, but you know they're happy enough just to be there. I think. Uh, Paul, speaking of teams who are going to be there, can oh, I, you had something to say. Can I? Can I just? Uh, I just wanted to say something about this game. So there's two. There's two things I wanted to say. One, did you see the nickname that they gave Boston Scott, or they give him in Philly? They call him the Giant Killer <laughs> because I believe he scored ten touchdowns versus the Giants. No way. And he just keeps he just keeps turning up for every game against the Giants and scores a touchdown. So they call him the giant killer. And I thought that, that was amazing. And speaking of Kenny Golladay, can you guess how many receptions he needed in week 18 to get uh, his three quarter of a three quarter of a million dollar bonus for receptions on the year? You know how uh, you care to have a guess on how many he needed? Fifth no, forty one. Yeah, I was going to say 52. 76. <laughs> 76 receptions to hit his target oh, for the year. And I remember, was it last year where Brady and Gronk were, they, Gronk needed a couple or he needed a certain amount of yards and four receptions and Brady came on the pitch just yeah. to throw Gronk the ball so he could get his, his thing. And it just reminded me of that going, not even Brady <laughs> could have got you out of that pickle, mate. You, you know what I mean? There's not the time in the game. <laughs> 76 receptions. But wow. Sorry, Mags. Sorry, Mags. You, you carry on. No, I mean, yeah, he can't be too happy. He's, he's in the Bahamas for 17 weeks you know, the season. So, you know, he's got to be happy enough for that. Um, yeah. But, yeah, as I said, both those teams in the playoffs and one of your teams in your next game, Paul, also in the playoffs. You got the Titans up against the playoff-bound Jacksonville Jaguars. Wow. Who would have thought we would be saying that? So... You thought that the Jags were going to win. That was correct. They did. They won 20 to 16. And you thought that Traylon Burks would have more receptions than Robert Woods. Now, you've written in the notes that it's a tie, but because Burks had more targets, you should get a point. However, <laughs> Hannah, Hannah, I think because Burks got more targets, he was less efficient than Robert Woods, hence worse. So Paul should definitely not get the point. What do you think? Oh, that's a great point. I didn't think it like that in that way but you know yeah i think i probably agree with you mags to be honest of course you do hannah of that's, course you do you know that's what I mean? a real shame why am i not shocked i did think about being kind to you paul i did but i was like actually mags makes a very good argument so so okay okay let me put it this way if you give me the point i lose by seven if you give me the point i lose by eight it makes no difference why not just go yeah, well, you know what? We'll give you the point. We'll, gi we'll give we're you just, the point. We're giving you a sympathy point, Paul. And we didn't think that you would like getting sympathy points. No. I want the sympathy points. <laughs> <laughs> I want them. <laughs> well, I put it I put it on the show sheet. I'm having the point anyway. So I'm, as host it's already on. <laughs> as host, the gavel's down, okay? I've decided. Right, okay. I'm gonna so host then, what, what, about, what what do you think about the game then? <laughs> Um, do you know what? The, the, this was actually quite an intriguing game. I, I did kind of enjoy this a little bit. It was it was a good battle because it was, um, I think it was either, you know, win and you're in, wasn't it? It was uh, mm -hmm. it was open for both of them. So, so it was quite a good game. Um, at the start of the season, I didn't think we'd see the Jags in the playoffs this year. I think they struggled to start with, if 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 I remember correctly, their first few games they they didn't look like they were 
putting things together they weren't clicking but they've they've found their rhythm they they know what they need to do and they've gone and done it um so i'm going to talk about the titans now and i think they're on a real steep downhill at the moment and you know I th- was it last year they went through as the number 1 seed somehow and and you know what i mean i think everyone was a bit like mm, how did they do that but this year i think reality has come for them you know, I think they're in a big mess. I think they've got a big mess at QB. What do they do? Is Tannehill going to be their guy next year? Is he not? They drafted Malik Willis, which everyone was raving about going into this year. You know, he's he's started a couple of games and they, they ended up with um, Dobbs, didn't they? Was it Dobbs? Mm-hmm. At, Josh at quarterback. Dobbs, yeah. And you know what I mean? And it was all just a bit, I don't think they really know what's going on. They don't know which QB is going to be their guy. they you know what I mean? And then King Henry. Can can Derek Henry keep keep this team going? You know, that we've been saying it for years now that, that Derek Henry's reached that point where he's gonna fall off a cliff. Is he is he going to be anything moving forward? So I'm just a bit I'm just a bit worried about this this uh, Titans team at the moment, to be honest. I think I think they may go full rebuild in 2023 i think they may go into uh into a massive rebuild season and and you may see that team being ripped down the middle and and hoping for the best um yeah. but one guy that i that i did want to mention and and he got another touchdown this week was okono quo is that Okong- how you say it is conquer a conquer that's him I'm, what player? I'm, you know what i mean and do, you, do you know what? I feel like he's come from nowhere? You know what I mean? Like, we, we all play fantasy. Now, I don't think any of us at the start of this season were, were even mentioning his name. But then all of a sudden, towards the back end of the season, you're just sort of going, this guy's name just keeps popping up every week. And it's mm. he's 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 uh, he's definitely making waves in that in that Titans uh, in that Titans team. And and I'm and I'm excited to see where where they're going to go with him but let's talk about the big guy let's talk about trevor lawrence this guy this guy has he's he's led that team to the playoffs it's amazing what a decent head coach a decent offensive coordinator and everything like that can do for somebody that is so talented as as trevor lawrence and all of a sudden you know, we're just looking at him in completely different light to what we were last year. He's he looks week in, week out, he looks incredible. And he's just he's growing on me. He's growing on me. I you know what I mean? I wish I had the locks. Wish I had the <laughs> locks to go with it. And it's just I'm ex- I'm genuinely I said it a couple of weeks ago and I'm gonna say it again. I'm really, really excited to see where this Jags team is next year. You know, they've they've made the playoffs. That's gonna be such a big Big confidence boost for them. Don't think they're going to go very far in the playoffs. To be honest, I think, I think there's a lot better in the playoffs than than the Jags. So, but I'm just, I'm just really excited to see where this team is in 2023. Yeah, but yeah. So, having said all of that, I know we'll get onto your second game. Probably one of the least exciting games of the weekend. You know. Uh, and and your second game was the Jets versus the Dolphins. Um, you said the Jets would get the win. 
which was incorrect. The Dolphins run away with this with the with an eleven nine victory. Uh, but you did say the Dolphins would have more rushing yards, which was correct. The Dolphins had one hundred and sixty two to the Jets thirty eight. What 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 did you think of this exciting affair? Yeah, I mean, it was so exciting, Paul, that there wasn't even a single touchdown in it. Like, that is how exciting that game was. Um, it was actually quite upsetting having to watch it, like, again, to be honest. <laughs> well, I suppose I did know from the beginning that Flacco versus Skylar Thompson was never going to be, you know, the, the fantastic game that, that we were hoping for. Um, you know... I do think, from the Jets' point of view, I think they found themselves a, a pretty good wide receiver there with with Garrett Wilson. You know, I, th I think he is quite easily going to be their number one there, and I think he can quite easily take that role. The problem is they just need to sort out who's throwing to him, and I think if they mess about with QB too long, they're just going to waste him, to be honest, and it'll be an, an absolute shame because I think... I do think he is a stud, but he's just not been able to kind of showcase exactly what he's made of with the QBs that have been, you know, throwing to him. But he was Flacco's favourite target this weekend. Um, and I mean, I think he had a load of targets. Um, so, you know, I think he's he's going to be a really nice piece for them on that offence. Um, once they sort out the QB situation, I'm really excited to see what happens this offseason because... They're not close enough at the moment to pick up one of these QBs in the draft, whether they make a move or not, or whether they pick up a veteran. I'm just really excited to see. Um, should we have a chat about the Dolphins, who are in fact in the playoffs? Which I think if you told me at the beginning of the season they were in the playoffs, I'd be quite excited because I think they'd be quite a fun team to watch there. But they have been on a that this they had a five game losing streak before they won this one and they didn't yep. really exactly win this convincingly um and the offense just doesn't work like it should without Tua which is not a statement they expected to make at the beginning of the season but obviously it's built around his skill set they knew what they were coming into they knew he was there so they had to build something that that suited him and nobody else has really been able to run it as effectively as he has and I think if they've got any hope um you know in 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 the playoffs this season, they're really going to need him back. But I just don't think, to be honest, that he will be ready in time for, for this weekend. And I think, unfortunately, that might be their kind of um, undoing for this season. But, you know, they did drag themselves there. So it is, a, you know, a great achievement for them. But I think when all the pieces are in place, that they, they have a, a much higher ceiling than they're playing at, at the moment. Um, so... I actually thought it was a bit of a shame when they got in the playoffs because I thought the Steelers would probably be a bit more fun to watch. Um, just because, you know, without two ways, it's not quite the same. But, you know, we'll see. You never know. They could surprise us. Um, but there's not much else to say about this game. The game itself was pretty boring. But there's definitely some interesting things to talk about with both of these teams going forward. So I'm sure we'll come back to them in the off-season for sure and have some more chats about where they need to go and how their season went. So, Mags, you actually had quite an exciting game, I personally yeah. think. Um, and that was the Lions versus the Packers. Now, that was Sunday night football, and we knew going into it, um, if Packers won, they would be winning winning in. The Lions were actually out of it by that point. Um, but they did, in fact, manage to win. 
Now, unfortunately, you predicted that the Packers would win. So that was a big fat L for you because the Lions yep. won 20 to 16. But you did have the correct answer for your prediction, which was which rookie had the most receptions. And you said Watson, which was correct yep. as he had five. So go on, tell us all about the tags because I friggin' love the outcome. <laughs> oh, I mean, I should have just all year been telling you guys Aaron Rodgers is washed and he's done and the Packers suck. But I thought, you know what? In a game where one team has got something to play for and one team has got nothing to play for, you think there's only one real outcome that can happen. So I trusted the Packers to get the job done here because, yeah, they're the only thing with anything on the line. They did get it done. Once more than that, weirder than that. The Lions looked like they wanted to win this game more than the Packers looked like they wanted to win this game. How does that even happen? I mean, what kind of terrible job on you know the other side of the ball and the coaching staff do you have to do to make that look like the case where your players aren't up for it? And in fact, your players, even after what's happened to DeMar Hamlin, you've got your players pushing medical personnel on the other team who are trying to treat other players. What kind of shit show is going on at Green Bay? Because I'm not impressed by it and I'm glad they didn't make the playoffs because stuff like that has got absolutely no place on the field. I think I can't even, I don't even want to know the guy's name, but it's the second time he's been ejected from a game this year, which is a new NFL rookie record. So hats off to you, whoever you are, guy. Can't remember your name. Um, so yeah, I think it was, the Packers. Was it Walker? I think it was Quay Walker. Quay Walker, that sounds about right. Yeah. So yeah, the Packers didn't get it done and, and, Shout out to uh, to Jamal Williams, by the way. He broke Barry Sanders's rushing touchdown record for the Lions. I mean, Barry Sanders, you know, kind of a big deal to break any record with the name Barry Sanders next to it. So for Jamal Williams to do that against his old team as well, oh, that's quite nice, right? And then also quite a standout moment from this game was Amon Ross St. Brown with one of the... We've seen someone else do it this year, couldn't remember who, but like one of those catches where it was like between his legs and he rolled and caught it and scooped it up. I was absolutely brilliant to see. It was almost my my rewind moment of the week. So I was pleased, to be honest. You know, the Lions, the unofficial team of the wildcard rewind. I was happy to see them win. Come out, Dan Campbell, with a winning record this season, which is really, really good, really positive to see. Packers, you know, you got Aaron Rodgers with the ball, three minutes to go. What does he do? Goes and throws an interception. That's pretty much the game over. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be worried if I was a Packers fan because... Yeah, I don't know what the future holds for that team, but it's not looking too bright at the moment. And flip side for the Lions fan, the future's looking very bright for them. I think they've got a really good set of young players and I think a ton of picks coming up as well. So happy for the Lions. I think they're a sneaky, sneaky shot to, to make the playoffs next year. And, you know, the Packers might just keep going down and down. Um, Paul, anything to say on that? You got your hand up, yeah? Please, please, sir, let me speak. I just want yes. to talk both of your opinions because I've see, I seen this video. Did you see that video where um, rookie Jameson Williams went and asked Aaron Rodgers for his jersey? Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, can, can I have your jersey? And, and Aaron Rodgers turned to him and said, no, I think I'll hold on to this one. Ooh. And so I may, I may be adding two and two together and getting two million, you know? But I'm looking mm. at that going, does he know that that's his last time wearing that jersey and he doesn't want to give that jersey away. Because if he knew he was back next year, a loss against the Lions in week 18, he ain't going to be that bothered about keeping that jersey, is he? No. So Interesting. I don't... I'm, 
like I said, I may be adding two and two together and making something. But to me, I'm I'm looking at that thinking there may be something going on this this uh, off season that that means he may not be there next year. Whether he's playing, whether he's at another team, whether he's retired, I don't know. But I'm looking at that and seeing him refuse to give his his jersey up because he knows that's the last jersey he's going to wear. Mm. It's got GB on it, so. Are you saying his position's in jeopardy? I I don't think somebody's going to... Because the contract is ridiculous, isn't it? So I haven't really looked into the contract. And we will next see... Like in the off-season, we'll have a look at what his contract is and whether he's got an out or whether they've got an out or what. But I think you, you, you're washed Aaron Rodgers maybe not wearing a Green mm. Bay Packers jersey next year. Don't know. Dunno, tune in the off season and we'll 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 dig into it a bit deeper. Yeah. Love it. Paul, your your next game was um we had a bit of a dilemma about who's going to be a quarterback in this game, right? That was one of your predictions. It was it was the Cowboys up against the Commanders. You thought the Cowboys would win, um, which they it didn't win. Um they were already in the playoffs. I suppose maybe they took their foot off. I don't know. I don't know what happened in that game. You can tell us about it. And you thought Carson Wentz would start for the commanders. It was it was Sam Howell who did a pretty good job actually. So what do you think about this game? I don't understand what the Cowboys were doing because yeah. you'd have thought that they. I know they were basically through, weren't they? So they'd already clinched playoff, but they still had the opportunity to get the number one seed if they'd have won and the Eagles would have lost and stuff. And there, there was yeah. a scenario where they could have had the number one seed, but they were playing a bit like you were saying with the Packers. They were playing like. They weren't that bothered, like you know what I mean. They they looked awful. I was type I was typing this up while watching the game, and the Cowboys' first half was easily the worst I've seen them all season. They they were dreadful, really dreadful. You know they they did get a touchdown just before the end of the first half, which you know actually made it look like it was a a fairly decent or contest in the first half that's the word I'm thinking of but actually the um commander's kicker Joey Joey Sly he missed two extra points and a field goal so you know what I mean that they they left five points out on the field there yeah. so it it could have it could have been a lot worse for the Cowboys um I I just I don't know what was going on with them to be honest you you know you play like that against the Bucks and the Bucks are going to punish you as well and you know, this is the wrong time to be playing games like that. It's I, I don't know what was going on. I don't know if you if you are right, Mags, and they they were already through and just thought, Do you know what, we're already through. Let's we'll go out. We'll 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 have a bit of fun and see what happens. But um, one 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 little thing I will uh, I will say is somehow actually looked decent. I've got to say, I, I was I was uh, intrigued by him coming into this season because um, I knew once the cowboy, uh, once the commanders had drafted him, I was like, the commanders are one of them teams that they haven't got a standout starter each week, and and that's been proven this year. That you know, is it Wentz? Is it Heineke? Is it you know other? You know, it could be it could be anyone really. It could be the janitor or anything. They you know. Can, can you throw a ball? Yep, you're starting this week. Let's let's go. But somehow, it actually looked decent. And I think I think as the game 
went on, he really, really sort of like grew in confidence and stuff. You know, he even rushed a touchdown, and and you were like, oh, I was quite quite excited to see what what he did. Obviously, I, I think it's maybe too little, too late for the Commanders. You know, after that one game in Week 18, I don't think they'll say, do you know what? He's our starter next year. Um, so again, I'm not sure where the, what the Commanders do in this off season with with their um, with their QB situation. But but no, it was um, it was it was quite a good game. I I enjoyed um, the Kendall Fuller. Uh, moment where he had a chance at an interception, and that was quite. If he'd if he'd have caught it, he was quite clearly through for a pick six, and missed it. And then the next play, Dak mm-hmm. threw it again, and Kendall Fuller actually caught this one and run it in for a pick six. So the fact that he had back to back opportunities and missed one and took took the second one, I, I thought that was that was quite nice. But but yeah, apart from that, it was uh, it was a. Uh, Pretty pretty weird game to be honest, and uh, typical of the Commanders winning winning a game like that when they don't need to win a game like that, you know. But, Did Dak but, Prescott not not set like uh, NFL high interceptions or something? Is he not is he not thrown like the most interceptions anyone's ever thrown in a year, even though he missed five games? It's an incredibly bad that. stat about Dak Prescott and interceptions. I'm not sure. I've not seen that one so. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't like to say, but um, but yeah. So with that, we're gonna we're gonna get onto our game of the week. Um, I chose this game of the week because I felt I felt like it had the most talking points on it. Yeah. So our mm-hmm. game of the week this week is the Texans versus the Colts. <sighs> I know, right? I know the Texans won 32-31. Um, I went for this game as it kind of blew my mind. A little bit, to be honest, um, and actually, with with what's come out in the news and stuff like that, it, I suppose my mind has been less blown about it all. Um, but it was just why the Texans would would do this and end up giving up the one hundred and one. I know they've got the one hundred and two and whatnot, but it just it just baffled me. Like you know, the their fourteen play, eighty three yard touchdown drive to Jordan Akins. And then, and then, not only that, did they go? Oh, let's go for two and win this game. So, another another throw to Jordan Akins. I, I just maybe you guys can help me. Maybe maybe it was the coach just sticking his middle finger up to the board or what? I don't know, but why? Why would a team do that on the last game of the season? Hannah, um, any 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 thoughts? Any any? Yeah, well, I my mind it's not as blown as yours, like because actually the the people that are calling and playing this game is not actually the organisation. As you say, it's the coaches and the players, and we knew like every single person around the NFL or who was a fan of the NFL knew as soon as Lovey Smith was hired that pretty much he was just going to be a one-year fill-in. Um, and I was like, if we all know that, I think he probably does too, even if they've not explicitly said that to him. So he kind of knows that, you know, he's actually now kind of auditioning for other jobs. So he has like zero incentives to lose this, lose this game because one, he won't be there to, you know, draft the 101. 
And two, he doesn't want to look like a terrible coach that just loses games all the time. Like his incentive is to show how good he is as a coach so that someone is going to employ him in the future. And same for all his coaching staff. As soon as he goes, all of his coaching staff is also going to go. So if you look terrible and basically throw this game, then people are going to be less inclined to hire you. And it's the same with that roster. Like we know that there's very few, if any, studs on that roster that are going to automatically be on a roster next year. Like a lot of those guys are like back end of the roster people that they just picked up off, you know, free agency for pretty much free. So they are also like playing for jobs next season. So they're not going to go out and play half-heartedly or half-arsed, you know, when other teams might be looking at them and saying, oh, well, you know, you could be a good backup on our team or whatever. So, you know, I think all of those guys on the field actually had an incentive to win. And the only people that had an incentive to lose were Nick Casario, that front office and the organisation. And, you know, I think because it was so dysfunctional, you know, everyone else was like, well, screw you. We're going to go out and do our best and look, win. And then you're going to lose the 101. So... That's how I think it went personally. And I think maybe if they'd had a better relationship between coaching staff and front office and they might have thought they might be saving their jobs, then maybe they might have sung to the tune a little bit more. I know they can't purposefully tank, but obviously we all know that teams don't, you know, do their best when there are picks on the line. But that's what I think. I don't know whether you agree with that, Mags, or you have a different kind of thoughts on that, but... No, you've absolutely nailed it. I think, like, why why would the players lose? Like, oh, I'm going to go out and lose, so we get a better pick, so I've got more of a chance of getting replaced. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. They've also got incentives in their contracts, I imagine. Brandon Cooks has got stuff in there that he makes so many yards, so many catches. He'll get extra money. Davis Mills maybe has that as well in his contract. So these guys are still playing for it for money to provide for the family. So the players don't want to be the worst team. Like, nobody wants to be the worst team, so I'm sure they're not out there wanting to do that. Um, so, yeah, I completely agree. I think the Texans players are quite happy going to bed this evening knowing that they weren't, you know, the worst team in the NFL. And just like I predicted at the start of the year, it is the Chicago Bears who are the worst team in the NFL. I can't, I was trying to remember who predicted what. It was Paul, you definitely predicted the Seahawks who are in the playoffs, which is hilarious. I think um, Atlanta, and they did. Atlanta. They nearly did. To be fair They're to pretty them, bad. pretty bad. I also, I because I, 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 I flicked back to our first episode to try and find it. I couldn't quite find it, but I did find that Paul. You also thought the Rams were going to go to the Super Bowl, which is <laughs> <was> brilliant. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, no one was happier. Educated, yes. Yeah. At least you didn't say the Bengals. Phew. Nobody next, was happier. Next year's um, Super Bowl, 2024 <laughs> Super Bowl is Bengals versus the Chiefs. <laughs> the only the only thing I had to say about this game is nobody was happier seeing the Texans win this game than Bryce Young. He's got to be absolutely delighted that he's not going to be going there now. He's sort of predicted to be the number one pick in the draft. So him going to the to the Texans would have been a disaster. I, I actually think the Texans. Everyone's talking about the Bears are probably going to trade still, that number one pick. He's still going to the Texans. I I think the Texans should trade the number two pick. I think they should get get a haul because they need. There's no point bringing in a quarterback when they've got nobody to throw to and no one to protect them. 
Like they need so much more than a quarterback. Yeah. I think they should trade out you, and address everything else first. So do you rem- do you remember not so long ago when everyone said that the Cincinnati Bengals should take Jewel um, <coughs> and not not Jamar Chase? And said why why take Jamar Chase when you can't protect Joe Burrow? Do you, me- do you remember that pick? Yeah, but that was whenever the Bengals had Joe Burrow. Like, yeah, yeah, but you, 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 say, you say, what's the point taking him when you got nobody to protect him? But we all said the same about the Bengals. Why take Jamar Chase when you should protect Joe Burrow first? Took Jamar Chase and, you know. Yeah. You, you don't say any more? I, th- I, I think, just think yeah. My, my, I Sorry. think the challenge is, look, so they may well back be back in, you know, the top five next year. Um, but if you have QBs that you like in this draft and you have a high pick, then I would say that you should take the, a quarterback there, even if your team is not ready, because the risk is one, either your team is much better, so you haven't got these high picks and you may not have the capital to move up, or two, next year you're like, God, I hate all of these quarterbacks, they're terrible, and you don't want to take any of them. And then you kind of get into this you know, position where you either take QB that you're not happy with and you try and make do, and then that just, as we all know, goes to shit, or... You know, you don't take a QB and then you're getting you, you've got an amazing team and no QB to kind of steer it. And then everybody gets old like the Colts and they go yeah. shit before you can get a QB in. So it is I guess it's finding that balance, isn't it? Yeah. And I also I also think that if so, if let, let's say the Bears don't trade that 101, I think I think that I don't I don't know if anyone is going to pay. What the Bears are going to want. For that 101, mm. I, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure anyone, you know, we've seen the 49ers do it what two years ago where they gave up three first round picks for the 102 or was it 103 and went and got Trey Lance. And I, I think that that trade may be playing in the minds of other teams yeah. and stuff. So, so say the Bears don't trade that away and they're, they're not going to take a QB because Justin Fields is their guy, you know, he's no. he's done enough to prove it, but. If you get to the 102 and all them QBs are still on the board, if they don't take a QB or trade out of that, I feel like Houston may be on fire. You know what I mean? I think I think the fans would riot if if you know what I mean. They're all gonna go. Bryce Young is on that board. I'm not saying Bryce Young is the 101, like you, Mags, but if he's on that board and they want him and they go, Oh, we've traded this pick to in the Indianapolis Colts, you know, and we've got a massive haul for it, and then and then everyone's going to go. But we could have had him. We could, have, you know what I mean? I I just think, I just think, I think the Texans are still going to go for a QB, and I think they'll get the one QB as well because the Bears won't go for a QB. Yeah, but we'll we'll uh, we'll, we'll we'll get into. I feel like we should have a we, we could have a great show about the draft. Absolutely, and, and I think we definitely there. should. I think yeah. I think we got we got we got quite deep into that then, didn't we? Um, yeah. But but yeah. So so let's go to our um, prediction scoreboard, and um, we'll 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 start with uh, finishing third place on the year. Was third place <laughs> is a nice way to put it. Be. <gasps> Oh, the bronze. <laughs> Let's do the X Factor drum roll. Alex Paul, yay. I finished with 38 points in total. I should have worked out how many it was 
out of how many? So whether it was 70 or something like that. You don't re-embarrass yourself. It's not worth it. No, it might it may make me feel a bit better to be fair that that Maggie's got quite a lot wrong as well, you know. Um, it's out of seventy two. Yeah, don't forget the London games though as well. We did extras for the uh, London yeah, games. Yeah, that's too. true. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, thirty eight out of seventy two is over half. So I'm happy with that. Do you know what I mean? Take so, it. but yeah, in in second place or or as I like to call it, home first loser is. Um, Hannah with with a total of forty six out of uh, at seventy two that we're going to go with, and unfortunately, coming in first, Mags, you, you. with uh, a total of fifty two, Mags. Well done, well done. Uh, w- would you like to thank anyone for for this prestigious award? Um, I like to thank Patrick Mahomes. Um, for <laughs> <laughs> for guiding me through this tough time um uh no I'd, I'd i'd like to thank all of the all of the listeners how about that all the people listening to the show oh, what a guy what a guy um but yeah so that that that's the uh the end of our predictions for this season we will get into some more for the playoffs but yeah let's get into our hit rewind moment i know mine's first but let's uh hannah let's start with yours let's start with yours shall we yeah, well, mine, it had to be really. Naheem Hines' kickoff return, his first one for a touchdown as the first play of that game. And I just, that team has had obviously such an emotional week. Yeah. I thought it was just the perfect way to start the game. And you could just tell everyone, you know, in the stands, on the field, on the sidelines, were just like, wow, I can't believe this has just happened. Like, shock and awe, feeling really emotional. I just thought it was the perfect way to start off that game for that team. And then obviously, Mags, you might be discussing this in a minute, but the fact that he then went on to have another was pretty mind-blowing, although I'm not entirely sure if that reflects him being amazing or actually just the Pats being really terrible. Did you see Josh Allen's interview about this, his press conference about this one, where he said this is probably the most memorable play ever in his career. Wow. He said he's never felt like he did for mm-hmm. that play ever. Oh. And I'm not saying it was written in the stars, but he also then went on to say when the last time they had a punt return on their first play. And it was three years and three months to the day. Or, or crazy, to when it happened. Which which then got him more emotional because it was the number three and everything. And I was just there like, damn, I'm done. I'm done. I can't, I, can't, I can't watch it. Sorry, Josh. Scroll up, you know. But Max, go on. What's, what's yours, mate? What's yeah, yours? it's pretty cool. I, I, might, I just had to go with the second one, right? I mean, the second one was arguably even better, like in terms of the, the actual play itself. I mean, Neyman's, he's actually kind of done this before. He did it uh, when he played for the Colts. He returned two punts. Uh, for touchdowns in a game before a few years ago. So Heinz obviously a bit of a specialist here at that. So so Hannah had already typed in the notes the first one. So I thought I'll just go for the second one. What was your thought? Yeah, they, they were they were they were amazing scenes. Um so I've got two moments. Um the first one is uh, rewind moment is uh, Cliff Kingsbury's been sacked. <laughs> um so I want to keep rewinding that. But uh but no I've gone for I've gone for JJ Watt. Um, 
and him in his final game in the NFL managing to get um, get a sack and how after he got that sack, he just went over to the crowd and took a nice little bow. And I was like, do you know what? That is that is one of the greats bowing out. And yeah. fair play to him. You know, I hold my hands up. What, what a legend. What a hero. JJ, you, 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 you brought me so much joy for the two years that you were at the Cardinals, you mm. know? But yeah. but yeah, so so with that we shall um get on to um our rapid recap the best of the rest. Now, guys, I don't know if you want to do all of these games or whether you want to do some of these games. So Mags, I'll, I'll start off with you with 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 your first game. We'll we'll see how we get on with all of these. I mean, yeah, we gotta talk about this one, don't we? It's the Chiefs beating the Raiders 31 to 13. And I got I got four digits for you. Five, six, one, four. Five thousand six hundred and fourteen. Now, why is that important? It's the most yards any player's ever got ever in a season in the NFL. And it belongs to Patrick Mahomes, the MVP, undisputed MVP for this season. Setting records again, as Patrick Mahomes always does. Don't want to talk about the game too much. The Chiefs blew the Raiders away. Um, why is no one talking about Andy Reid and why he's the coach of the year? <laughs> Everyone, he's not even in contention. Everyone's like, no, it's Brian Dable or oh, it's Kyle Shanahan. Do you know, okay, okay. Do you know why? Do you know why? why? Because Brian Dable has done something that nobody thought they could do. Nobody predicted the Giants being where they were. Uh, Dan Campbell to me, nobody, nobody predicted the Ram, um, the the Lions to be where they are. Yeah. You know, everyone knew that the Chiefs were going to be the Chiefs, and they were going to end up with one of these number one spots and stuff. So, if anything, he's just there doing, you know, he's just doing what he always does, and it's it's boring. It's boring, Max. Boring. <laughs> but he's done it with no like so. Obviously, Hannah, you wouldn't swap your wide receiver core for the Chiefs one. Paul, you support, you know, the Cardinals who suck. Would you swap your wide receiver core for the Chiefs? No. 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 The Chiefs have got no running. They got 30-year-old Jerry McKinnon and a seventh round running back. They got no wide receivers to speak of. They got a secondary that's made up of, you know, guys who have got three years of experience or less, like Bolton, Sneed, Gay, Thornhill, Watson, McDuffie. Chanel, Karloftis, all three years are under experience on the defensive side. They've got no real guys outside of the defensive line that have got any experience at all. And the number one seed in the AFC, after everyone was like, oh, you've lost Tyreek Hill, oh, you've lost Tyron Matthew, didn't make a difference because Andy Reid is the best coach in the NFL and he deserves he to win Coach of the Year. He does he wear <laughs> So yeah, I think I think some some love for Andy Reid is needed as well. I think he should be in contention at least for for Coach of the Year, and obviously Patrick Mahomes setting more records. So gotta love that. But you know, I could in by the way, the toughest division in football. Everyone said it was going to be at the start of the year. That's what everyone said at the start of the year. So yeah, I love this team. Can't wait to see what they do. You know, not next week, but in two weeks' time, whenever we're we're through the bye. So yeah. so let, let's move on. Let's uh, let's talk about the the Falcons. Um, actually, let's not talk about the Falcons, will we, Hannah? Let's, let's just move on because 
no one really cares about the Falcons. We'll talk about the Bills, will we? Paul, you got the Bills and the Patriots. What do you think of that? Yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna spend too much too much time on this one. Um I don't think the Bills won this convincingly. You know, you, you they did get two punt returns, you take them off the board, and all, all of a sudden you've you've got, you know, a really, really close game in in with this. And uh, so I I don't know if the Bills have still got a bit of what what happened in their head. Um, hope, hoping that all the the good news that's come out this week with um, or today with Demar, that that hopefully they'll be in the zone next week. Um, obviously, like you said, the, you said earlier about the Bengals, Hannah. I think I think that game, um, I think the Bengals had a lot lot in there on on their mind, and I think the Bills had the same, so they didn't look convincing. But but yeah, um, one guy I do want to mention is Matt Judon. That mm-hmm. that guy is. How he's not being spoke about in defensive player of the year is 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 beyond me. I think he's had a phenomenal year. Um, but yeah, so we're 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 gonna we're gonna skip over some of these. Hannah, let's let's go to you so you can talk about one of your games at least. So at I've, least have something to mention, you know. Okay. Well, I had the Rams versus the Seahawks, and obviously that was in the earlier window. So the Seahawks knew that if they won, then they had the potential to get in the playoffs. Um. But they they did win. They beat the Rams, but in overtime. And I would, don't think, personally, it was particularly convincing. It was a really scrappy game. Gino, he, he made some really great throws, and he does have those moments where you think, wow, like he put that ball like perfectly. But he did also put the ball in harm's way quite a bit as well. So I think they were lucky in this game in that the Rams offense just can't really do anything. The O-line is terrible. Baker is okay, but not fabulous. And they don't have any receivers. So I think they were lucky to get that win because as I say, the Rams offense were a bit crap. They squeaked in next, next game versus the 49ers. I don't see them going much further, to be honest, but something for us to chat about in the off season is obviously we've, there's been some rumors swelling around today do we reckon that McVeigh is going to come back next season? So I think that's something for us to to discuss. I know I personally don't think he will either because why would you bother when they've basically got a real build now? No thanks. Um, so, yeah, that was that game, to be honest. Not particularly exciting, but the, the Seahawks did squeak a win and then obviously the Lions did them a massive favour and got them into the playoffs. But yeah. they've got the 49ers. I don't see them going much further. Uh, one one fun fact about that one before we move on to our predictions is Baker Mayfield has actually helped the Panthers, the Rams, and the Lions miss the playoffs this year. <laughs> which, which some, some, some kind of talent, you know. Um, but yeah, guys, as I, as I mentioned earlier, we're going to start um, a little playoffs um, leaderboard. Um, so we'll reset everything back to zero. So I've got a chance of winning this one now. That's the but only we- reason you've done that, though, isn't it, Paul? Hundred percent, Hannah. Hundred percent. Um, but yeah, so we're we're just going to fly through some of these. Um, bit mean, but Hannah, I've give you the Ravens versus the Bengals. Uh, who do you think is going to win? And do you think Joe Burrow is going to have over or under twenty eight? I'll say twenty eight point five completions. Then okay. So I don't really have a choice. Do I have to say the Bengals? And I do think they will take it. But I am feeling a little bit nervous about this Ravens defense. To be honest. 
Um, but I do think Joe Burrow will get over the 28, 28 and a half completions. He he had under this game, but I think he's going to get back in the zone. It's playoff time here. And I think he's going to go full throttle pedal to the metal. So, Mags, your first game is Chargers versus the Jags. So tell me who's going to win and which running back has the most rushing yards. Will it be Travis Etienne or will it be Austin Eckler? The Jags are going to win this game. You know that? Yes. yes. You know what? The Chargers, they almost choke. It's the Chargers. They'll choke. They'll some. They'll find a way to mess this up. And I think Travis Etienne's going to get more rushing yards than Austin Eckler as well. So I'm going to say the Jags actually end up with the win. Yeah, and Travis Etienne with more. So, Paul, you've got the Dolphins up against the Bills. Who's going to win that? And which superstar receiver gets the most yards? Is it Diggs, Hill, Waddle, or... The playoff superstar, Gabe Davis. Uh, so I'm, this is a Bills win. Um, and like I said before the show, Mags, I think this is a really, really horrible question. Um, but but I am going to go with Tyree Kill for, for the most yards. Yeah. I think he's the type of player that could get you two, two catches and have 70, 75 yards on the board. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, Hannah, your second game is the Seahawks versus the 49ers. Who wins and which 49ers running back do you think has the most touchdowns? So, I mean, this has to be a 49ers win, right? I mean, they're firing all cylinders at the moment. I can't see them losing this one. And, of course, I have to pick the Swiss Army knife, don't I? CMC, he's going <laughs> to get the most TDs. Whether it's receiving or rushing, he's going to do it. <laughs> so, Mike's your second game is the Cowboys versus the Bucks. So, tell me who do you think is going to win and which defence will have the most sacks? Uh, this is Cowboys squared, I think, all over it. I think the Cowboys are going to beat the Bucks. The Bucks. I know our friend Ali Cook was raging that the Bucks fielded a full-strength team because they picked up a few injuries in that game this week. So, yeah, I think that set them back a little bit. I just haven't seen it from the Bucks this year. I think the Cowboys can turn up and smash any team by 30 points when they're on their game. The only problem is they got a coach who's not the brightest tool in the box. No, that doesn't work. And that's kind of ironic, right? Not the brightest tool in the box. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Cowboys are going to win and they're going to get the most sacks because they got the laxative, right? Uh, Paul, uh, you've got the Giants up against the Vikings. That could be pretty interesting. Who's going to win? And can you tell me which team ends up with the most sacks in that game? Same as me. So you should be able to get this one right. Wow. Uh, so I'm going for a Giants upset. Ooh. I know, right? I know. Uh, I've seen the Vikings on a bit of a. Okay. You know what I mean. I just see the. I just see Danny Dimes coming in, uh, and and ruining a few Vikings uh, or breaking a few Vikings fans' hearts. Okay. Um, who's going to get the most sacks? Uh, let's say the Giants. Okay. I'm going to go giant, giant squared, a bit like you. Nice. Um, but yeah, so uh, with that, that brings us to the end of our show. Thank you for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on Twitter uh, at Wildcard Rewind. Head on over to our YouTube channel where, oh, sorry, I've lost it. Search for the Fantasy Wildcard Podcast Network and make sure you give and subscribe. Uh, give us a thumbs up and subscribe. And we'll see you next week where we rewind the super wildcard week. I've done it again, week, weekend. <laughs> the super wildcard 
weekend. (laughs) 